And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because we're losing sleep over the news. And that's a little bit too real than I'd really like to admit right now. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. Did I screw up the intro? Yes. Am I going to admit to it? Sure. Yeah. I don't care right now. Let me introduce you to everybody, because that's kind of what I'm supposed to do to start everything off. Uh, Midwest of the U.S., Bridget Fitch. Good evening. Hey. <laughs> From the right-hand coast, where uh, things are all kinds of fun uh, on TV land the last couple of weeks, Unrenowned Tech. Good morning. Good morning. I've uh, I've kind of learned how to remove the batteries from my remote so I can't accidentally turn my TV on. Yeah, but you keep forgetting that your smart devices could do it by voice. Mm. Don't get me started. Well, luckily, I, I except for my cell phone, I have that actually all turned off. That's fair. And over the water, over to Paris, friends. Joseph, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, we were having a little bit of fun at each other's expense trying to remember how to say good morning to each other in various different languages. I sort of remember Japanese, and I say sort of because it's been a very, 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 very long time since I had anybody to speak any Japanese with, you know, before my wife died. So, you know, there's that. You're rusty. Rusty is a good word for it. Talk Japanese with me? Uh, No. Because. No, I'm not going to discuss it with you because it's not the time for it. But in any case, it's good to have everybody with us. Uh, just to get it out of the way, what am I drinking today? Loganberry. Because I honest and truly right now don't want to be drinking any... Uh, alcoholic beverage of any kind, even that Guinness Zero. Oh. Um, I I got done with uh, I got done with my uh, with my radio stream with uh, Joey and Dallin last night, and it ends for me at uh, twelve uh, twelve thirty a.m. local for me. I couldn't get to sleep until almost sunrise. Yep. So, yeah, it's um, what I said about uh, losing sleep. You were light. Mm. And That's been me last two weeks. Yeah. 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 So today has just been, I, I've been very, not exactly together. Me either. But in any case, thanks for being with us. If you are with us live, of course, as we record on YouTube, you can chime in live with us on YouTube, which Stephanie no, you're there. Good morning. Hi. Yeah, uh, if you're watching the live chat, well, if you're listening after the fact, obviously you're not going to be able to read it, but uh, before we even got started, uh, Stephanie was saying the title of the episode perfectly describes me, and all I could answer to that was just tell me about it. Yeah. Title-wise, uh, I just want to let you know that, yes, this uh, this actually comes from a song. And I do have Tiny Dribble's music collection to thank for it, because there's no way in hell I would have heard this song on my own. And it 
pretty well properly encapsulates uh, a lot of feelings right now. Not just for us on the panel, but for a lot of folks all over the place. And being that I didn't want to make this one yet another not safe for work episode exactly. I mean, two back to back. That's kind of yeah. Maybe not right now, although it got reasons to talk about it, but we'll, we'll see where it takes us. We got the horrible scopes to do. Uh, we got the news to cover. Uh, we've got, uh, <laughs> we've got me having fun at, uh, Sam and Rebecca's expense over there to ask an atheist, telling them that, uh, we're going to have to do Iridus 3, the squickening. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll explain about that. I don't remember if I talked about it last week. I don't think that I had to at that point, but whatever, I'll explain. But, um, plus I, I really need to shave out my face. When I'm drinking coffee and I put my, my tumbler down and I can still drink my coffee, my whiskers are too long. I've learned this. It's called a flavor saver. It's all well and good, but when the, when the coffee becomes selectively crunchy, Ew. Nah, that's mm, no, no. If I, I need to be able to carve off a slice of coffee, and if it's like crunchy past that, there's there's problems. There's problems. Oh, you can't mask up properly like that either, and COVID is still a thing. Yeah, well, fortunately, I mean, remember when I go out, I do make sure that you know I've I've shaved down because I I have a. It is not a goatee. It is a Van Dyke. Van Dyke. It's different. A goatee would be a mustache and a basically a chin strappy beard. A Van Dyke, it's all connected. I had to learn that because I had it wrong and somebody corrected me and I'm just like, shut the Really? Oh. And I looked it up. Damn it, they were right. I hate it when yeah, somebody I else is right and I'm not. I we had that for a long time and finally grew, grew it out to a, a full beard. And he looks better with a full beard, trust me. Yeah, I, I started with a full beard and uh, mustache in, in college. Even before I got to college, I, 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 was, I was in high school and I grew it all out. Oh, God, the memories from that. And then one night at college, I shaved the whole thing off. <laughs> and one of the guys in my suite... This big, lumbering, shaggy-headed dude comes walking over. I can't exactly call it walking over because he was he was a big guy, so he kind of lumbered over to boom, 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 knocks on the door. Hey, Cap. Everybody called me Captain because I, I had all the Star Trek stuff, and I'm moping around. What's Scott? You look like a little baby. Get the fuck out, Scott. Okay. Lumber, 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 lumber. Yeah. Well, Hubby screwed up with his several years ago, and uh, this was before COVID, and uh, ended up having to shave the whole thing off. It was scary. <laughs> he grew it back immediately. Smart guy. Ow. So let me get things. Uh, let me get things started over here because uh, we got we got more than enough to do and. Never enough time to do it all. So getting it started with your five minute freestyle that starts right now. Friendship. July 1st is otherwise known as, well, the friendship festival. 
Canada's Day is July 1st. American Independence Day is July 4th. And yes, I know the old joke. Do you have the 4th of July in insert country here? Yes, we do. We don't celebrate it any differently than any other day because America doesn't have a lock on, you know, the 4th of July. Friendship Festival here in the border region with Canada is usually a really great event. Depending as to where you are, you might see flyovers from various military aircraft groups. On the U.S. side, of course, you could have um, the Thunderbirds. On the Canadian side, the Snowbirds, if I remember if I remember correctly. See, I should have really done a little bit of research. I do more research for the horrible scopes than I do for these intros, whatever. And for a very long time, the Friendship Festival was something that was really trotted up. And as we can obviously imagine, the last two years have been hellacious for trying to do mass group stuff, even though there are people who just think, yeah, you know what, I'll just, I'll go and do my thing because, you know, why the hell not? We're outside. What's the harm? Part of the problem with this also is that this is also the time of year, literally this specific, this specific weekend, we otherwise normally would not have had a show. Because this is also the same weekend as Anthrocon in Pittsburgh. And normally speaking, I'd be down there for it. But I've decided this year that we're going to pass. And it's really, really annoying for me. Back in 2007, I was told to go down there for Anthrocon. I was told. It was two years after my wife had died. And one of my buds basically said, look, we got a spot. Just all you need to do is to come down. Just pay for your entrance and, and we got, we got you covered for somewhere to stay. Don't worry about it. All right. I had no idea going into Anthrocon as my first con of any kind in a very, very, very long time. I had no idea that I had, as I've used the expression before, 5,000 close, warm, personal friends that I just had never met before. It was an eye-opening experience. It, it helped me a lot. Finding out that there were people that knew me, recognized me, or at the very least by nickname. And a few years later, it was kind of interesting to be able to put together a, a, a fursuit, a mascot suit, if you can even call it that by the strictest definitions, uh, for a tribble. It was basically just a fur head on a blackout box, but it worked. Having friends is something that we do. It's kind of like walking. It, it's something that we do. We don't always necessarily have really close friends, and we don't necessarily always have a lot of them. But we do have people that we interact with, that we choose to, that when they are no longer there, we feel a lack. It's okay. 
it's hard to come to grips with that when it happens. It sucks when we have to be the ones to sever those bonds ourselves. The last couple of years have shown that we've needed to do that with some people for some reasons. And for whatever it might seem, even with the whole parasocial thing going on between us on one side of the camera and all you, you're still friends with us, or at the very least, I'd like to consider you people our friends. And we will do our best to do what friends do for you. Just don't ask me to haul you around and change house, because I don't have a pickup truck, and I'm not doing that. And truth be told, there's only just, there's just no amount of beer that you can bribe me with. Pizza's always good, though. Episode 411 on the docket, Your Honor. I'm not a fucking K. Yeah, I'm going to say it just this once. That's the name of that song, and it's in the show notes, so you can take a listen to it. It really encompasses how things have been over the last week. I mean, I was really thinking about it. I mean, 411, traditionally in North America for telephone calls, 411 is traditionally what's been used for general information. As opposed to, you know, just dial the operator, which nobody does that anymore, and it's all voice-activated crap anyway. But, yeah, the news has just been downhill and downhill and downhill, and it's hard to deal with it, but we're going to keep trying to. Or at the very least, try to find a way of helping ourselves to not fall deeper into the well of doom scrolling and such. Which is all well and good for me to say, but uh, I'm guilty as hell, so I'm, I'm trying to find my way through it too. So, joy rapture. While we got that, at the very least, we can get the horrible scopes, start at least with something resembling, you know, Maybe we can we can start with a, a little bit of a smile and then kind of work our way downhill from there. We'll have to see how that plays out. So here you go. This week's horrible scopes. If you know your astrological sign, cool. If you don't, doesn't matter. And since everybody got a nice horrible scope last week, I finally get to go ahead and just be my let the stars be themselves this week. So you get what you paid for. Nobody paid me for anything, so screw y'all. Aries, umbrellas are all the rage these days. You can buy a large quality one easily enough, but if you want to make a statement, go out and buy a samurai sword umbrella. It slings over your shoulder with the handle of a katana, but the blade is just a standard umbrella. You used to be able to find those over ThinkGeek. You know, back when ThinkGeek used to still be a thing. Thanks, GameStop. And if you want to really screw with people, make your own. But make an actual blade in the center. So you have a samurai sword umbrella samurai sword. Because umbrella swords are cool as hell. Horus. Did you grow up in the 2000s? Here's a blast from the past for you. Let's see if you still remember your old childhood friends. Yellow Humba? Purple Zumba? 
orange zing zing zingba, blue jumba, and pink jingba. You remember who all these atoms of energy are? That's right, they're characters from Booba. The way you just winced at that is how we older folks wince at the Saturday morning shows from Sid and Marty Croft. It was all LSD and acid. Change our minds. Uh, to backtrack to Aries, just as someone who likes to collect bladed things, mm-hmm. if you make your own samurai sword, umbrella samurai sword, <laughs> make sure you know what your laws are where you live. They can vary from county. If you're in the U.S., what goes on in the state may vary from county to county, like my state. So you might drive an hour, and suddenly that umbrella you're carrying might get you some jail time. Just a heads up. Gemini, it's Renaissance Festival season, and you need to check your costume's condition. Sure, you could go into that leather corset showing hectares of cleavage again, but consider adding a Starfleet issue communicator badge paired to your phone so you can talk to your friends. When the event staff ask you who you're talking to, deny everything. Claim you're haunted with demons. Failing that claim, it was... Failing that, claim it was Nostradamus's doing. Just set your phaser to stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, ooh. as somebody who goes to the Renaissance Festival a lot, when the people come in for the last few days dressed up in all sorts of stuff, I actually love that. I am not one of those angry people who are like, oh, you're done it wrong. Screw you. They look cool. Cancer Moon Child. Newspapers might be passé, but you know what's something that should come back? Recording computer programs off of the radio. Yeah, that was totally a thing you could do, and it's something you should totally, something that should totally come back. It was simple, really. You waited for the DJ to announce that it was time to hit record on the tape deck, and the sounds would be picked up for you to load into your tape drive later. Then again, at 37 bytes per second, a 5-megabyte song file would take over half a day. Yeah, that's that's going by the, the speed of a Commodore 64 tape drive, so I don't know if there's a way of speeding that up. I may not be old enough, but I don't remember the DJs ever announcing a time to hit record. Yeah. Not even to record a song. It It apparently was a thing in some areas. Huh. I mean that that's kind of a cool tidbit, but I yeah. just I guess I'm not old enough. Yeah, I mean think about it. Back at the Kami sixty four days, I mean pfft, how how popular the Kami sixty four was. I could see that absolutely being a thing. Possibly, it would well, be DJ promoting piracy. Uh only if it was commercial programs. The shareware yeah. scene was still a thing, and. Programming so it was the freeware shoes. Oh, yeah. Don't forget. Oh, yeah. The Big fr- time. Yep. My uh, local Radio Shack used to have a shelf of freeware. Real freeware. <laughs> yeah. Leo, getting older doesn't mean you get kinder. You know the stereotypes of old people playing bingo at the old folks' homes? They are vicious. Yes, there's a story behind this one. They will complain about every little thing, including, but not limited to, They got the wrong card. 
they didn't get four corners this week because Tilly is sitting in their favorite seat. And, and we cannot stress this one enough, that you're calling out the balls wrong. Yes, that includes that you're tinkering with which ball falls out of the cage. <laughs> so don't get old. Uh, on the note of don't getting old and, and calling out the balls wrong and such, they actually did a study and they found out that the older generations are more hypersensitive to everything. The people that are commonly referred to as boomers than compared to the generations that are commonly referred to as the millennials. So honestly, if the quote unquote millennials want to get even, they should all be hosting all of the bingo nights. Yeah, that could be. Uh, the, the quick and dirty story of that one is when I talked to my mom to try to find out where did her side of my Italian family come from, which, by the way, is now a ghost town because the whole place shifted and nobody's allowed to be there unless you're wearing a hard hat for a short time. Uh, she was telling me about the bingo that she helped out with one night. God. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I've got a bingo parlor down the street from me. <laughs> I, I, it's packed, and you see the walkers just along the wall. <laughs> Bridget. Oh, sorry, Virgo. <laughs> Somewhere. Here, and if you want to read trashy romance novels, just start reading Greek mythologies. Ever heard the term Zephyr Winds? Zephyrus, the Greek god of the West Wind, and the harpy Selena birthed Balias and Xanthus, Achilles' horses. And in an as-yet-unsolved death, it was claimed he killed one of Apollo's many male lovers, Hyacinth, out of jealousy. Hyacinth was accidentally killed by a discus thrown by Apollo. According to some sources, Zephyr was the true culprit, having blown the discus off course. Happy reading. Now, there's two things about this one. Item one, I actually did goddamn research to find out about this one, because I did not exactly know about that. I was actually going on a different angle with this whole thing for Zephyr wins. But it turns out that uh, Solano... The Harpy Solano? Mm -hmm. The name Solano was the name of the bird captain in the My Little Pony movie recently. She was the pirate captain of the airship. So they used the name of a harpy that birthed a couple of horses for, for demigods. Frickin' movie. I just thought that was adorable. It is. But Greek mythology is, is adorable anyway. Oh it's actually kind of cool. Don't even get me started. It's fun. It's fun up until you start going, oh, what what about all the other um, mythologies? Let's go ahead and, and let's go diving into um, Japanese mythology. And then you find out the universe is actually phlegm from a god's sneeze. I don't really want to go any further. Father of a chew. It's all interesting, though. Tech, go for it. Uh, yeah, sorry, I had a sneezing fit. 
that's no joke. I actually did have a sneezing. I believe you. Libra. <laughs> God, you were at this one this just to piss me off. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you did. Ah, I hated that show. If you grew up in the 90s, you likely still remember the Wiggles from Australia. Remember them? Anthony, he's 59 now. Murray? He's breaking 62 now. Jeff's 68, Greg is 50, and Philip is 64. You'll be happy to know they're still all alive and active in the musical industry and would likely love to hear from you. They have lots of social media accounts, so have fun with that. <laughs> Yet there's a piece about that, too. Researching these guys, reminding you that they're from Australia. One of them is listed officially as being able to perform with a didgeridoo. Mm -hmm. It's also the same guy that is listed as officially being able to play, reminding you, Australia, the bagpipes. Mm. Took a drink at the wrong time. Screw you, Shujin. Scorpio, remember when home printers went from black and white teletype machines to color? No, it wasn't with bubble jets. You could get dot matrix printers with multicolored ribbons and print that way. It was slow, it was sloppy, but it was better than nothing. Today you can do photos in only a few minutes and t in a take-along battery-operated handheld device. Kind of like the old Polaroid cameras were able to do. And those still exist, you know. I've got one. And uh, Bridget, I don't know what you're complaining about. I mean... If you're having problems swallowing, I mean, we could always give you remedial testing. I got a again, didn't I? I'm going to go with that because I didn't get any kind I was of... just taking a drink at the wrong time. And it's carbonated, too, but at least it didn't come out my nose, so there's that. Not saying mm -hmm. more. Sagittarius. Carbonated nose cleaner. Sagittarius, remember the expression racing the sun? Yeah, good luck doing that unless you have a plane, specifically a supersonic one. You'll have to be speeding along at Mach 1.3 to keep the sun in the sky for yourself. In civilian life, only the French and British Concords and the Russian Tupolev Tu-144 could do that. But... If you go back to 1996 and enter the Pepsi points contest with 7 million points, you might win the Harrier jet. It still wouldn't get you past Mach 0.9, but it would be great to own the Pepsi company's marketing team finally, wouldn't it, though? We had a long discussion about that last night. The marketing team over there should have lost their entire jobs. Well, I would have thought that Michael Jackson catching his hair on fire would have done it, but, you know. Capricorn, before you start saying cartoons are for kids, or comic books are for kids, or TV sci-fi is for kids, might we remind you that good stories, compelling stories, come from a place of empathy, sympathy, and joined conflict. Remember X-Men? It was an allegory for homosexuality in the 1960s. My Little Pony Friendship is Magic tackled the topic of self-harm, and Sergeant Furry 
<laughs> Sorry, Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos? Stan Lee was told that the title alone wouldn't sell, and he said basically, screw you guys, I'm going to do it. So, fight, I guess? Furry, Sergeant Furry and his how okay. Hired, okay. It's <laughs> fine. Aquarius. Parking in cities is normally not a big deal, but if you want David Ottenborough levels of life or death, try getting an on-the-street parking spot in Chicago or Boston during the winter. The people will shovel out a spot, then put a lawn chair in there to scare away any potential spot snipers. Do yourself a favor. Never visit either city in the winter. Or ever, really. In Chicago, it's true. Yep, it's Boston is true. Pisces. Out there on Mars is the aerial rover named in Ingenuity. It's a solar-powered helicopter that's been able to run for almost an hour of flight time and over seven kilometers of travel distance. So the next time somebody asks you if you know how to pilot a drone, don't you dare say, sure, it's not like rocket science or anything, because it totally is now. Stop annoying NASA like that. As an aside, they're looking at ramping, uh, ramping down ingenuity because it's getting covered with uh, too much dust to charge the batteries properly anymore. Yeah. Poor Jenny. Oh. Which sucks. But you know what? As was pointed out, we flew a goddamned drone on another planet, for Christ's sake. That's pretty freaking cool. They didn't even know it would work. They had to test it. Yeah, they did. And those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you like what you got, uh, I actually tried really hard otherwise this week, but, um, you know, whatever. If you want a nicer or meaner one next week, you can always ask and I'll see what I can do. I'll have these posted online all over the place at the end of the week when I get working on the next ones, because that's what I do. And that's good enough for all that. So now we get to handle this. Before we we delve completely into the the absolute shitstorm that is uh, the overall news for everything, because there's a lot of stuff, not just in the U.S., although, as you can probably imagine, you know, three out of the four of us are in the U.S., it kind of hammers on us a little bit harder that way. What I was joking about earlier is that one of the Supreme Court decisions that came down was about the school in Bremerton, Washington, against the now ex-coach, assistant coach, that was fired because he insisted he was allowed to have prayer after the school's football games right on the middle of the 50-yard line and invite all the kids to join him because that's not coercive at all. It was... He was fired uh, by the school district, who basically told him, uh, dude, no. And he appealed and, and sued and appealed and sued and appealed. And 
went up to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court basically said, uh, no, we're going to kick that back down into play. And then they said they came up with some new information, and then suddenly the Supreme Court's changed around a lot. And, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, we'll we'll take a look at that again. And they finally came down and said, nope, don't care what you're showing us, la, 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 not listening, not listening, and ruled that what he was doing was perfectly acceptable. So some months ago, when uh, when we did Iridust Two on our show over here, it was so that uh, Rebecca Friedman from Ask an Atheist with Sam Mulvey could be on with us because it was going up to the Supreme Court again, and we had talked about it when all the lockdowns started to have happen over on their show, and well, my half joke about it now and i i put it up there on twitter to uh uh to sam is that we now need to do one last follow-up iridust three because the original the original show was called iridust so we did iridust two and i'm kicking it back over to them because they started this whole damn thing iridust three the squickening which is actually kind of a play a couple of times over I'm assuming that most of us would know what the term squick means in typical yeah. common parlance. For those that don't, it's basically a uh, a a reaction, a, a very, very bad reaction to some idea, some concept, something that you see, you hear, that is absolutely a revulsion. Yeah, it makes you recoil. Mm. And horror, just, yeah, it's just yes. gross. And uh, I'm going to leave you out of this one for a second. Gentlemen, do either one of you know what the term quicketing refers to? The Highlander? There can be only one? Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. You know, I should should have guessed that both of you guys. Okay, besides. Are you talking about pregnancy? There you go. I know both. Well, yeah. I still have Highlander, but anyway. There was only one. There was only one. Unless there's twins. No, there was only one. There was only one Highlander movie. There was only ever one Highlander movie. (laughs) Agree to disagree. I liked the series, damn it. And I will die on that hill. Paul Adrian was hot. Until he cut his hair. There were a few episodes shot in Paris. But his hair, oh my god, he had the most beautiful hair. Uh, I have to do And he could move. <laughs> well, if you're portraying somebody who has been spending his life occasionally getting into sword fights, yeah, you kind of have to be able to. Yeah, but I mean, you could tell that he had a lot of extensive training. I mean, in the way that, like, Patrick Swayze had extensive training dancing, you know. Hmm. Cool. So, quicketing is uh, loose. You know what? Who, Bridget, you, you go ahead and, and better explain it. Cause- okay, concept of quicketing, uh, when it relates to pregnancy, is 
you know, when you're around oh, 15, 16, it, it, it depends on how obese you are and all sorts of other factors, you know, but it, when you're around 15, 16 weeks pregnant and you first feel, you know, the baby kick or a flutter or thump or something. Yeah. And anybody who's ever been pregnant, you know, remembers what that first thump or movement that you detect feels like. Because it, you know, it gets your attention. And now I've got a now I've got a scene coming into my head. Oh no, not again! <laughs> there's a there's a yeah, by the time that you get further on in your second trimester and, and you know uh, start getting things tap dancing on your cervix and you have to go pee. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. But anyway, I'm I digress. Yeah. That was horrible. That was horrible that way. That's probably yeah. the, the world's youngest food critic. <laughs> yeah, I had one of those. It's something I, like I didn't that. like. Yeah, music <laughs> critic. Oh my goodness, Miriam hated some stuff. And if I had, if there was something on the radio that she hated that I was listening to, she would kick the steering wheel. <laughs> I shit you not. <laughs> Maybe she was trying to drive. No, she was letting me know, do not like this. Okay. So anyway, the uh God, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that I'm in a uh, I'm in a smiley mood right about now because the the news of itself is is just absolutely horrific. Yeah, uh, so I'm trying to keep it light. Appreciate it. So one of the other things that came down for the Supreme Court here in the U.S. was to suddenly say, you know what, that whole thing with um, women being able to have uh, medical procedures by choice. Yeah, we're not going to let you do that anymore because you're cattle now. Oh, I'm sorry. Did did we say the the secret part out loud for a change? They didn't actually come out and use that terminology, but as somebody pointed out in protest signs, what do you call a female who has no control over their reproduction? Cattle. Yeah. Or chattel. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's... Broodmares? Something something so yeah with all the stuff that has been coming down it's been really 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 super tough to try to deal and i know that we've kind of covered this a little bit before a lot before but apparently it's 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 coming down I may be losing. I may be literally losing sleep over some of this stuff now. It's it's hard for me to know right now because, like I said, I I couldn't get to sleep after the Friday night show that I did, and I don't know if it's from stress from the news or coffee intake. I'm not sure, but it's been. I know for well that stress has a really really bad. Um, does really bad to my, to myself. Being emotional takes a, a real grind to my overall stamina really, really quickly. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm but, it, but it just gets, it gets worse and worse. That's the thing about it. I mean, it's one thing to shoot it down. You know, it's another thing when you have 
states that have these trigger bans that said, okay, you know, it's now banned at six weeks or whatever. And then to have those same states come back a day or two later and go, you know what? Forget this trigger ban. We're going to go back to the law that we had in 1925 and say that it's illegal to do anything at all, you know, to even prevent conception or whatever. I mean, it just gets more and more horrifying. And then to find out that there's legislation that's been proposed for a federal ban. Uh, and then now you've got some states that are suddenly saying, okay, if you happen to have someone who comes in and they say that they need yeah, an abortion because of rape or incest, because we've made these tiny, narrow exceptions here, then you automatically have to contact the police and get up all in their business and violate their privacy. Which is like, now, what does that do to HIPAA? I guess HIPAA protections no longer apply to half the population. And it just gets worse and worse and worse. I did want yeah. to specifically ask about that one. Yeah, tech. Go ahead. No, no, go, go, go. Okay, because the the piece that made me wonder about this kind of thing was HIPAA, as I've understood it, is a federal system, mm -hmm. and generally speaking, federal systems override state level systems. However, however. There's no right to privacy per SCOTUS, and so uh, I guess that means that HIPAA is no longer applicable as far as privacy for some things. Uh, because the right to privacy, because there, you know, if you go to an originalist text based interpretation, there is no right to privacy specifically outlined in the Constitution. Therefore, SCOTUS has deemed you have none. Well, how far back are they going to go? They went back to the 1500s when they were citing their shit. Yeah. Back when they were trying and burning witches. Yeah, and reminding folks, that would be roughly 150 years before this country was established. Yeah, but they cited that kind of bullshit. And so now there, there are healthcare workers who are discussing, okay, if we do not report, are we going to be arrested? Yes, that could happen. Are they violating their Hippocratic oath if they happen to rat out patients? Yes. Are some going to do it because they actually want to be reporters and, and, and t you know, get people arrested? Oh, yeah. Can I answer that one? Yeah. There are people in healthcare currently. Who do that now? Wait, wait. You're, you're, you're leading the bit oh, just a little bit. There are currently people in the healthcare industry currently, right now, actively mm -hmm. serving populace in face-to-face -face contact, who have still continued to refuse to wear any kind of mask ventilation protection between themselves and their clientele. Of mm -hmm. fucking course, they're going to be people that are going to go ahead and do the most harm that they can possibly do anyway. Yeah. 
they want to. I mean, you know, I just, I mean, I know that I've told the story before about getting into it with a hospice nurse. You know, back when I had a family member it was ho- that was in hospice that did not want to do her job for religious reasons, and I tore her a new asshole and told her that if she didn't want to follow doctor's orders for religious reasons, she needed to go work on another floor or find another job and find me somebody who would. And so this is going to be that on steroids. And I don't know if you saw this on Twitter or not. And, you know, it is going to be hard to vet these stories for a while. But I think that this one is legit. Um, I'm not talking about the the girl who actually died from an ectopic pregnancy because that hasn't been vetted. But there was one from Ohio that a woman posted a picture from her Instagram and said... I almost died a few days ago because of this law. I had an ectopic pregnancy that they refused to do surgery for until it ruptured and she showed pictures. And so there are other doctors who went in there and looked and they're like, yep, this is a classic sign of a ruptured ectopic pregnancy. So this is legit. There's a 10 year old girl in Ohio who's pregnant and dying in a couple months. Yeah, well, no, she got her, she was able to get to uh, Indiana and and, and get her abortion taken care of. Okay. But this is going to, people are going to die. Indiana is going to end up banning abortion. So where are people from Ohio going to go? Yeah, and if if they don't ban abortions, right, what's going to happen is Ohio is going to make a law basically saying that if you leave the state to get an abortion and come back, you can be prosecuted as if you had the abortion illegally in Ohio. Why? Because they're already doing that shit. But doesn't that, you know, violate laws for, you know, restriction of travel? I mean, supposedly that's illegal, but they're going to do it. Just because it's illegal doesn't mean it's going to stop them. I know. That's the problem. According to some of the other interpretations, there is no, there is no explicit travel guarantee in the Constitution either. No. There is also nothing directly in the Constitution that says that people are allowed to travel and conduct business for themselves in other states. Ergo, the way that all this shit has been going. Joseph? Yeah, how are they going to control that shit? They're going to have the uh, pregnancy Gestapo? Well, that's the... At the at the state line or what? It's funny yes. you should ask that one. Like Bridget I saw said, rumors that Mississippi yeah. had dogs at the airport. I don't know if this is true. Like I said, I dogs? saw the Twitter. They had dogs because dogs can detect if you're pregnant or not because you smell different. And they were going to have dogs at airports checking for pregnant women. I don't know that this has been verified. Like I said, I just saw this on Twitter. I'm not in Mississippi but saw that that was making the rounds. Yeah. I saw that. I would not, I would not say that that is out of the realm of possibility. It's not. It's however, utterly horrifying. Yes. It is horrifying. But then again, you see what's, Hmm. you see see what's going on here. It's just, as far as I'm concerned, the, the, the abortion thing, it's just a means to, to an end. It's not really the issue itself. Like, 
it's it's control. Yeah, they just find a moral gray area and they stick their foot in and just uh, to say, well, if you can't decide, we're going to decide for you. Well, it's worse than that because I, I mean, because it, I mean, it's deeper than that, though, Joseph. Wait, Go wait, ahead. wait, let, let me finish. Yeah, yeah, because you know, abortion, like for me, um, you know, I don't, I, I don't like the idea, but often it's quite um necessary like um uh if you listen to the uh skeptics guide to the universe last night um they came out with statistics um and a good lot of them they they, they went all around the uh they went around the totality of the situation and you know most i think something like 93% of abortions are from um unwed women in low income brackets. Okay. And uh well Yeah, I kind of lost my track there. <laughs> but I mean just uh, you know there's there's if if you're if if if, if a child's life is going to be hell then um yeah, but but, but um there's something else that gets to me is that these guys, okay, they're going to be stopping abortions, but are they also going to take care of the kid? Nope. Nope. No. Nope. Why would they? No. As a matter of fact, they have, uh, there are several state legislatures that have tried to push through and had been summarily smacked for trying to add to the health and welfare budgets for families, children, uh, the medical systems, uh, medic, Medicare, Medicaid, and huh? it's just gone absolutely damned if you do, damned if you don't. No, they'll want to cut funding to those programs. Yeah. Cruelty is the point. Yeah. Now, I want to I want to remind folks, a piece of information that I had learned while doing research a long time ago. I don't even remember where it was that I was going with it or why I was looking it up. The youngest pregnancy on record, medically documented, was a five-year-old child. Yep. Set that in a second. A five-year-old child. The child actually survive? Yeah. She gave birth. Mm-hmm. And in some of these uh, states, they're basically just going to say, well, um, that's, that's, that's the way it works. That's There's too bad. to be done about it. And as, as far as more, you know, uh, prenatal mortality rates and infant mortality rates are highest in people that are 15 and younger and age 40 and older. So we're going to have, you know, people die over this, but, you know, the biggest predictor of, you know, bad outcomes is lack to prenatal care. And they are not going to make any accommodations for prenatal care. 
So you're going to have more death. Yeah, because, you know, George Carlin said it best. You know, they don't care. They don't care about women. Okay. They're broodmares. You know, they're pro-death. Um, Stacey Abrams was no. was on, uh, I mean, she was trying to make a point that in Georgia, they don't even have, there, there are some counties where they don't even have one OB doctor at all. So you cannot even get prenatal care in some counties in Georgia because there are no OB docs. I made a um shoot I'm going to have to I'm going to have to try to uh track it down. Uh there was a there was a post that I had made to uh to somebody on Facebook. Uh I'll I'll see if I can track this down because there's a there's a piece that I I specifically wrote that I knew that I wanted to uh tell you guys about uh in a little bit. To to say that the harm is the reason still doesn't do it justice. Because these, there is half the population could conceivably, if you'll pardon the expression, have children. Voting populace. And a, a non-zero percentage of them are voting in favor of this crap. And that is that is something that I simply cannot understand for the life of me. Well, aren't the legislatives coming up? We're not legislatives. Jeez, that's uh, yeah, France parlance. Um, the the midterms. They are, however, having said that, the vote in the midterms may have no bearing. Because there is a case that is coming before SCOTUS now on voting rights and election uh, procedures and things. And it's specifically the reason why they have accepted this and it was on the shadow docket and they're taking it up is because the, is it North Carolina? Is that the correct state that is suing? Anyway, it's a GOP state is suing to make it to where if they do try to rig the results, the, um, the courts in the state, the person that's in charge of elections in the state, the governor of the state, anybody like that cannot do a thing about it. That is the reason for the case, and that is what is going to happen. So whoever decides that they want to seat whatever electors and disregard the vote, this is why they are having that case, is so they can do just that, and it probably will be a 6-3 to three or 5-4 to four ruling to where that will happen. So basically, whatever the results of the election are won't matter. Because SCOTUS is going to go, yeah, you can do whatever you want to. So if it's a GOP state, they can go, we don't care if you voted for Democrats. Fuck with your vote because we're going to pick who we want and appoint them. And there's not a thing that that can be done to stop it. I found the piece of This is why our forefathers said we can't have a two-party system because it just become, leads to corruption. And we're seeing it right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I've used this analog. I, I, I saw it uh, online. I thought it was great. Um, it is not mine. If I find it again, I'll post it. 
But essentially what somebody said is, is that right now, if you look at it, and mind you, this is an analog, you've got the GOP side saying, look, we're going to pass legislation that makes it legal for somebody to shoot somebody else in the chest with a gun. And then you've got the other side, uh, you know, the little Republicans, uh, the Democrats and stuff going on, where they're saying, well, you know, to counter this, what we're going to do is we're going to pass a bill, if, if you vote for us, that's going to give everybody who makes less than $30,000 a year a bulletproof vest. And the general public going, well, yeah, that's kind of a good thing, but how about we just make it so that it's still illegal to shoot somebody in the chest? And instead of going, yeah, you know, that's a great idea, they're like, just shut up and give us more money. And then at the end of the day, both sides are being paid by the companies through lobbyists that make bulletproof vests. And that's actually what we have going on right now. We have both sides taking money from organizations that don't have the general public's um, best interests at heart or any humanitarian based interests at heart whatsoever. Lobbyists need to go. Gerrymandering needs to go. This uh, crap with companies being a personhood needs to go. This shit needs to go. There is an overhaul that needs to be done of the system, and there's only one way for that to happen. No, it's not going to happen, Tech. It's gonna. It's, it's gonna not going to happen up, until it's real. It's going to end up being open revolt, or a forced balkanization, or something like that. Uh, I just I went to go look this up, and yeah, it is North Carolina. It is. Um, th- this this is going to be like the most dangerous decision that we could possibly have. I mean, this will just totally screw us. Uh, it's more, oh goodness, what is, what is the name of this? Moore versus Harper. And it's North Carolina. But yeah, it would basically say that, you know, the, the state can gerrymander however it wants to. It's up to the electors, you know, the state electors to decide how they're going to run it. They can appoint whoever that they want. As a solid of electors and the elect- you know, election commission or anybody else in the state can't do jack shit about it. It'll take it out of the hands of any power that the government or yeah, you know, the governor or the courts or anything in the state can do to stop it. Yeah. Over in the uh, chat, by the way, Josh Rocks. Hi. Glad you're able to make it. And I found the piece that I was looking for a couple of days ago. I had, uh, I had reposted, uh, a photo that uh, had been posted before, which says, I mean this with my whole heart and soul. If you believe that Roe v. Wade being overturned was a positive, good thing, that we are no longer associated. We are not friends. We are not family. You do not mean anything to me anymore. And I mean this in the most disrespectful way possible. Someone I know, uh, have known for a very long time, good person, had posted, I too am scared and upset by this, more so because I can't speak to my family about it. I would lose them. Do I stay silent to them? This is my answer. And you'll forgive me for being vain for a second, but I think this is the kind of answer that should go all over the place to people. No. You tell them 
in no uncertain terms that if they support these Christo-fascist ideas that will bring nothing but generational harm through theocratic ideology, then you are better off without them. There cannot be peaceful coexistence if one side is actively working towards the destruction of half the population as a starting point. Yeah. Like I said, please forgive me for being vain for a second, but uh, I I would be very happy not writing anything of any substance for another year if something like that went out to everybody and it was actually found to be a worthwhile statement. Yeah, I mean, I have relatives that are completely on board with all this. They're fine with it. That's why they're no longer my family. And I hated to have to cut ties for that reason, but this is not just a political difference of opinion. They're all into the whole Trump, you know, is legitimate, you know, president and, you know, women should never have a right to decide anything. And actually their places should be at the, in the home, you know, not working and blah, blah, blah. And no, I cannot associate myself with people like that. They're also openly racist. I cannot associate with people like that. They're dead to me. And I'm dead to them. Well, you're no longer just a walking womb to some of that family anyway. So, I mean, is it? Oh, really I mean, that's right? true. But I mean, I was because I didn't find, you know, th th this is how bad it is because I stood up and said, you do not really want a theocracy because think about what you were saying. This is why it's a bad idea. Who gets to choose? And it wouldn't be you. And I said that Sarah Palin was a twit because, in my opinion, she's a twit. Well, um, and, and history has borne that out. And because I didn't go along with the whole birther thing, you know, it was enough to get me cut out of the will. So I'm being left one dollar over that. This is far even more beyond. But yeah. that that was yeah. enough to get me disowned. That. Well, it's just the fact that you dared to think for yourself. Because people like this, you know, survived by imitators again. You know, everybody around them has to be clones of themselves. You're doing the same thing. You don't think, you react. Um Whatever is providing you sustenance in life, you obey. Um, you're basically, you let somebody else do all the thinking. People like this let somebody else do all the thinking for them. So they're perfectly fine with that. Because uh, they're doing it anyway. It's to me. But to hear my mom go, but have we seen the birth certificate? And all I could say was, good God, not you too. I have, I have a thought for you. I don't know how much it would actually cost. But if you could convince somebody that was still allowed to be at the funeral or, or at, at the wake, if you could slip them a bag of gummy dicks to slip into the coffin for you, somewhere that could be tucked away that nobody would notice easily at all, 
as a as a one final go ahead and eat yourself a bag of dicks. I don't have anybody that could do that for me anymore. God the people people that would are all dead now. Well, you can't say I didn't try. Yeah, and I will not be going to the funeral. I probably I will probably not even be notified uh when she's dead. Nobody will tell me. No. Well, it is what it is, I suppose. I am a mean-spirited son of a bitch sometimes, aren't I? No, I mean, but you're, I mean, yeah, I mean, she would deserve it, but it's just I don't have anybody that I associate with anymore that's not deceased that would do that for me. Yeah, asking somebody deceased to do that for you would be difficult. Yeah. Uh, so but why? Yeah. I mean, really, it's it's symbolism. And and anybody else that was left in the family that cared anything for me was easily brainwashed and, and yeah, enough to turn against me just based on her say so that I was demon possessed and evil and going to hell. Oh, it's it's and that's the next step. It's always the next step. You got some mm-hmm. key quote-unquote leader in the clan turns against you and then they everybody around them for them it's basically it's it's either her or the clan yeah if you if you side with her you're gone too yep funny you should say the clan that's how it works. Yeah, 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 yeah my mom's Look, all white so. I've been calling them regressives for a long time and rightly so they want to bring back slavery and segregation. Yep. Yep. They want women to quote unquote know their place. And that means barefoot, naked, pregnant, and in the kitchen. Okay. Uh, and quiet, not allowed to talk unless it's to say everything that they want them to hear them to say. They want, you know, everything to back the way it was. Except the problem is, is that the only ones who really want that are not the newer generations that are coming up. Nope. Who are the one of the most accepting generations of, of any time, where they're accepting of the LGBTQ plus community, BIPOC in power. They're accepting of people of different opinions. They they just want to coexist, quite literally, like the bumper sticker. You know? And they're also becoming the least religious generation ever because they see what people are doing in the name of religion. Yep. And, Mm. you know, all this acceptance, all this kindness apparently is too much of a threat to, you know, this regressive way of life. And it actually is. It is a, a, a threat because when people see that they can have a better life through caring and empathy, kindness towards other human beings, your average person's going to want the same thing. And that upsets the fucking apple cart. You know, it started when we started letting the black people ride the same bus and drink from the water fountains. And now they go to our schools and we, yeah. Oh, the whole shit with the, with the old people trying to make sure that they didn't teach about that shit in the schools of how they, when they were kids, protested having black people come to their own schools. They didn't want their kids to know that they were racist 
back then that they're still racist now. Have they so they tried to get that cut out of the curriculum. Have they literally dropped a bomb on a on an African American neighborhood? Yeah, exactly. What shook me today was seeing the video of Patriot Front going through Boston on the uh, you know the tour where you know they give the you know the Freedom March tour or whatever. I can't remember the official name of the tour, but where you go through Boston and you go through you know the historical Patriot Front. What's that? So it's a white nationalist organization that wants to kill all of the blacks and Jews. Oh, I think mm-hmm. I, I think I saw the video. They're neo Nazis. Yeah, I thought I saw that come up on one of my, uh, one of my uh, accounts. My answer to that was, I remember seeing this done better in 1980 in the Blues Brothers. Anybody got a 74 Malibu that they want to use? Yeah, but the fact that they're Monaco. doing this Monaco. in Boston. Yeah, Fourth of July weekend, and saying that they're going to reclaim America, and then now we've got some that still have not been identified in Indiana that they're looking for that decided to show up at you know a children's library story hour. Armed. Oh God, I heard about that. Yeah, and I'm like, what? And then and the police turned around, did nothing. Yeah, there, there was an actual case where the Proud Boys showed up. They tried to raid the building. The police stood there and did nothing. They didn't even pull their firearms, let alone their tasers. Why? Because it wasn't a crowd of black people. It was a crowd of white people. If you I call know. it any other way, you're fucking bullshit. What took, the, what took to get rid of the Proud Boys was the people inside who actually was armed with pepper spray. And so when the Proud Boys finally fleed, right, where did the police go? They didn't try to go after the Proud Boys. They tried to go in the building. And they ran into the pepper spray that was still floating in the air, so they had to back off. Well, Why were the hell they heading into the building? Well, you're talking about another case, Tech. I'm talking about one in, specifically in Indiana that happened a couple of days ago where they have video and we're trying to identify the people, but they were masked. So, of course, you can't tell who they were, but they were wearing the, the black and yellow. So we know that they were Proud Boys. Two hmm. pieces. One, there are if I remember right, about a half a dozen of these that I saw reports of over the last, mm-hmm. oh, during this last week. Mm-hmm. So this was not an isolated event in just no, no, two no, places no. by any stretch of imagination. And two, as far as two, not being able to identify people, if there's one thing that we remember, those screwballs over on 4chan, as much as they might be degenerates in so many different ways, when it comes down to somebody really fucked up, we'll find them. They have ways of finding them. Yeah, but nobody's going to go find these people. And that's what's disturbing. Where I'm at now, just because I don't have the obligatory in God we trust license plate and I don't have a Jesus fish on my car that right there where I live now will make me a target and I'm not kidding that there is enough to target me and so if I go anywhere 
you know, who's to say that I will not have a gun pulled on me or run off the road or whatever just because of that. And it happens already here on a regular. I don't know that it's specifically motivated for that reason, but I'm just saying that with them doing the the constitutional carry thing here, which means, you know, you're free to carry as long as you're not a convicted felon and you don't have to have a registration permit or anything else you can just carry, people are doing it. And they're acting out. And they're waving the goddamn things around all over the place. Just because, you know, somebody screwed up their order at McDonald's or somebody's wearing a mask or... Somebody didn't want to let them lane change. Or, yeah, or you're driving too slow in the right-hand lane and we're tailgating you and we're mad. I mean, they run cops off the road for less. I mean, they don't care. But officially now, I'm a target. In in a county that is 89% white, that has a bunch of Trumpers around here still flying their goddamn flags everywhere, that openly wear... Uh, German Iron Cross decals on their vehicles and their motorcycles. This is where I am. I am not safe here. I have a question that's been running through my head for I want to say I want to say two weeks. I actually thought about bringing it up last week because being a not safe work episode, it might have been a better time to do it, but I didn't, I didn't know what to think about it. At what point is there going to be civil war? I assume. I would say that any time between now and November 30th is going to be very dangerous. And I think no matter what happens after the elections in November, uh, it's it's going to be ugly. There are going to be people will die. There's already people saying that the election is going to be stolen, blah, blah, blah. You know, we've we heard that before. And even and if an indictment start flying down, that's going to cause violence. If DOJ does nothing and these people are allowed to skate, that's going to cause violence. You know, we're sitting right in the middle of a powder keg right now. And I think there's going to be violence no matter what. There's no stopping it. And that is what terrifies me. Yeah. Stephanie is uh, pointing out uh, the thing that I had read off from my my Facebook thing earlier. I put it into the chat so that folks could read it. Which, by the way, YouTube, thanks for capping it at 300 characters. Appreciate that. That's that's real helpful. But um, Stephanie's pointing out the worst part is that the Christo-fascist ideas, ideals, are blasphemous. Yeah. Yeah, we know. Goes up against... It goes up against... Christian... Well, you know, that... The problem is, if somebody says they're a Christian, 
who's to say that they're wrong? They believe that they are. Even if what they believe is simply not what is supposed to be in there. We know for well that religions, most religions, I can't say all, most religions tend towards authoritarianism as an end goal. Tend to be. They don't all. So these people, regardless of what label they want to put on themselves, they're swaddling themselves in rhetoric that is cherry-picked from these pieces. They're the worst of the worst because they don't even care. How did somebody... I've seen the thing that said Christ was not a Christian. It wasn't. Buddha was not Buddhist. Krishna was not... Shit, there were so many, there, there, I, I forgot how many of them that were, they were listed in there, but uh, what it, what it ends off with was th- all of their religions were love. Now, we don't necessarily believe that any of these characters were gods. Nothing has been shown to let us know that they were. I mean, we, we think they're about as godly as Dionysus, for crying out loud. You know, the, the god of suck. I might be misspelling the name. I don't care. I'm dyslexic a little bit. But the point was, the idea that a religion of love for one another is not far-fetched. It's doable. The idea of substituting Communism is the big bad meanie for communalism, where everybody actually takes care of each other and society as a whole. If only, you know? I feel like I've. I apologize. I feel like I, I kind of took myself completely off the rail there. <laughs> Been off the rail for weeks, dude. Yeah, I know. Sorry. I know. I I try not to soapbox, and I try not to. If I do, I try to make sure that you know I've got a I've got a pathway that I'm trying to go down, and I've completely lost track as to where the hell I was that I was trying to get to. Well, if this is any indication of how I'm doing, which I'm not doing well at all, uh, you know. I'm still seeing my therapist every two weeks. All that other stuff. Last time I saw him was Tuesday. He is having to take a break for his own mental health because he is so flipped out over this. Yeah, because, you know, they're human too, you know. Yeah, and he's not from Indiana. He's a transplant himself. He is terrified. He's talking about leaving the country. Already then. Yeah. So I would say that my fear is not overstated. He's right there with me. <laughs> You're not the only one thinking about leaving. 
and what what scares me, you know, I'm I've got a house here that there's not going to be any way that I can afford to sell it. I would have to fix it up, and I don't know that even if I put the money into it, it would sell. And it's only eleven miles away to where I could be across another state line and be safe. Eleven miles. It feels like a million. If you can't get there, it might as well be. In in that area, you know, it's it's more rural, so it doesn't have you know that you know good roads and all that other stuff. And I could afford a house there; it'd be a lot cheaper than the house here. But yeah, I would have to unload this in order and enable if can't even talk in order to be able to go there. Yeah. Worst case, Joseph, you got floor space any of us could crash on just in case we need to get like way the hell out. Yeah. <clears throat> you could come to Burgundy. Yeah, put us up in the castle. That'd be perfect. Yeah. I would be willing to do it, but God, that... Wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be cool though? Escape would, all this stuff just so that we could like live and build up the castle. Oh my god! I would, but the but the only problem is you know French immigration and all that, and they won't let you stay on a visa that long. Well, that's the sticking point. Oh, I could help you uh, get things together. You can come as a student. I don't have enough money to afford the living expenses and. From what you have said, you're barely hanging on yourself. I'm living in Paris, and I'm paying yeah. dearly for it. But yeah. in Burgundy, uh, costs nothing. Could live off three hundred bucks a month. And drink wine all the time, so you wouldn't even notice it. So yeah, yeah. you can you can buy it directly from the wine grower. They call it grape juice over there, of course. Yeah. Hell, I was down there last time I was down there. I I actually went on a a tour of the area, uh, visiting the the vineyard. How do you say that in English? What, what would you say a wine grower? You could a vineyard, or or uh, what's a? No, that's right. Vineyard. No, no vineyard. A vineyard, it would be the yard, but as far as, like, the people who actually work, it would be, like, a vineyard, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, being served a glass of wine from uh, uh, maybe 100, no, it has to be more than that, like a one-ton vat. <laughs> it's, one-ton it's really vat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just open up that sucker and take a swim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, that actually sounds tempting. <laughs> yeah. Watch me do my backstroke. Slurp. <laughs> I went with a colleague of mine and we, we did uh we, we just uh I think we visited three vignons uh three three uh wine growing establishments and yeah. Let's just say that uh we went home uh Happy sideways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you can call them wineries or vineyards. Both are applicable in the States. Yeah, winery, I guess. 
Yeah, and I guess the vineyard would be the the technical for where the vines are actually growing. The garden. Yeah, the grapes are okay. growing, yeah. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Yeah, if things go to shit, um, let's just say that uh, I'm I'm not sticking around the city. That's the last place I want to be. Yeah. Same. Uh, we're going to see the worst in human nature. Come on. What I'm wondering is, uh, going back to the abortion thing, is a lot of people take methotrexate anyway for, you know, certain conditions, you know, like sarcoidosis and, you know, uh, autoimmune disorders and things like that. Are they going to make it now to where women are no longer allowed to take methotrexate? Because yeah. that is the, the treatment the standard treatment for pregnancies, unless you happen to go to a Catholic hospital to where they will not administer that to terminate you know, ectopic the, pregnancy. The they just yes. take out the whole tube. Un- un- Judge un- uh, Sup- Supreme Court Justice Uncle Tom has already pointed out that he wants to go after contraceptives. By the way, that's his name going forward, Uncle Tom. And those of you who know history who are watching this or listening to the show know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. And yes, I'm using it exactly that way because that's exactly what he is. Considering that he's uh, talking about going after so many other precedents, but not the one about um, loving versus Texas, oddly enough, but that's a whole other thing. So I guess women who have rheumatoid arthritis or uh, any, any of that will no longer be able to get treated for it. Won't matter. They don't care. They don't don't care. care. They really don't. It's all about, you know, a few have, you know, there's something in human nature. And I know I'm repeating myself, but there's a point in our lives where we either, we decide to decide for ourselves, or we continue letting somebody else do it for us. And the Republican Party, they're they're all about um, controlling this sort of person that uh, would uh, let somebody else think for them, who would have by imitation instead of thinking for themselves. They're narcissists, too. Yeah. They are they- a bunch of narcissists who only care about themselves. Some they- of them are sociopaths. Some of them are psychopaths, meaning they were born that way. Sociopath is learned, but I would not be surprised if we had a chance to really, really medically screen the mental health of every single public official. That the amount of people we found filling those roles were mentally unstable and unfit for duty would be astronomical. No, I. They think that the people at the top of the chain, they know full well what they're doing. Oh, yeah. And I think they would be giving a good mental bill of health, but they are they're no, just doing no, all I, sorts I, of evil. Because the people you're talking about are like halfway down on the chain. <clears throat> people giving control over their, their, their job is basically to make everybody else, one, to follow orders and two, make everybody else around them exactly as they are to do their they're 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 bidding. If we had a demand in this country where we had 
without fail, everybody that's holding a public office in all three of the branches of government. Okay. And it was held by, it was, it was performed by a group of physicians who were experts in their field and had, you know, put no bias on the testing. And the test was to see if you're either sociopathic or psychopathic. If so, you automatically fail for your position. And, you know, what level of narcissist are you? And depending on the level of narcissism you exhibit, either fails or, or you can pass, right? It's like a little too much. Sorry, you're out. And I, I'm, I would be willing to put down money that if we could get this accomplished, that more than 75% of all those public officials would be kicked out of office and banned from ever holding anything ever again. So, beyond working stock at a grocery store. Something they've probably never done anyway. Oh, I'd love to see Mitch McConnell do that. Are you kidding? He'd throw his back out the first time he tried to pick something up that's, you know, off the floor that wasn't, you know, I don't know, $100 bill. I do not wish ill on Mitch McConnell, but I will learn to tap dance when his obituary comes out. I may even go uh, make trip down to uh, Kentucky to attend services, maybe. I have friends all over. Uh, what, what I'm concerned about, though, is is it's not just here. We have, you know, there, there, there's, you know, been an uptick in far-right extremism in so many other places, too. And, like, I was watching the people in Ottawa that were trying to start crap up there on Canada today, and I'm like, what the hell? Really? Yes. What happened? Uh, there were a bunch of people that were at, at one of the monuments there. Uh, I can't think of the name of it, Shujin. That attacked police officers and put one in a chokehold. They were trying to start some stuff. Over what pretext? My freedoms. You know, speaking of freedoms, I really love when the when people go around to interview and they say, hey, look, you know, uh, how do you feel about Roe v. Wade being overturned? And they're like, oh, it's great, you know, because uh, the government, you know, the government doesn't need to get involved in that and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And they show their duality, you know, their hypocrisy. They demonstrate that they don't truly understand what it means to have the government out of people's businesses. If they did, Roe v. Wade would still be there. By overturning it, they're actually getting involved. They're actually interfering with people's right to choose. And they don't get it. And when some of them get caught in it, what do they do? Rather than owning up to it, they just kind of shrug it off, walk away or laugh or whatever, but they, but they don't change when they find out, oh, you know, this path of thinking, I was wrong. You can see the realization, and then you can see them force themselves to ignore it. They that is willful ignorance. That should be punished. Yeah, they tap down, they tap dance around the issue, or it breaks down into whataboutism. I wish... I wish 
I could hit some of these people with a, with a clue by four up every, every time that kind of shit started to happen. Uh, by the way, I, I didn't mention it before, but, uh, Stephanie had pointed out, uh, claim political asylum folks, you know, might have to. Yeah. I can't. I don't know if we qualify yet, but I think it's getting to that point. Well, actually, um, with the way things are, um, yeah, well, I don't know how far this uh, abortion ban is going to be, but if you're pregnant and um, in a life, I don't know, if you have to leave the country to uh, terminate an unwanted pregnancy, maybe it, maybe you have a pretext to. It's going to be just like old times. Only the rich will be allowed to leave. The woman will be escorted by a matron or somebody like that. And if anybody asks any questions, oh, they weren't feeling good. They needed to take some time away to recenter themselves, to recuperate, to relax. When they come back, they won't have a kid. They won't be pregnant anymore because they'll have had an abortion. They'll have been coached on exactly what to say and how to say it and when they can say it. And they better, they better toe the line. Otherwise, they're going to get in trouble, and they're going to find that their 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 funding or their support system, the little bit that they have, is going to be cut off because they won't have anything. And, and that's just going to be like old times again, just the way they want it. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah here's a minute. link link for you, Joseph, on the Freedom Convoys protesters. Oh, okay, thanks. You know what they're looking? They're looking to bring back how things were. In the movie Dirty Dancing. Oh, you had sex. Yep the the plot. Yeah, the plot from Dirty Dancing was that the reason why Baby learned the uh, the dance steps to step in for the the lady that was supposed to do it, the lady that was supposed to be performing got pregnant, needed an abortion. The guy that got her pregnant shrugged it off. It's your problem, not mine. I'm on my way out of here. She got a backstreet abortion that almost killed her. Baby's father was a physician that did the right thing to take care of her and save her goddamn life. And the only reason why Baby was doing the thing was so that she could get the money so that... I don't even remember what the character's name was, but the one who got the abortion so that she could actually get the money to get a proper so to speak abortion at the time. Well, there's been no shortage of emotional support Canadians offering you know places for women to come camping for the weekend or help them get poutine. That's a That's a really cool idea. I like poutine. That's, but I have seen so many of that, uh, yet using that as an analogy. And they're like, anyone who wants poutine, I can show you where all the poutine places are and help you get poutine. And And then some other people are like, if you need a place to come camping for the weekend, I'll be glad to, you know, put you up and help you go camping and things like that. And then the right wing people started going nuts, did not like the poutine or the uh, camping. Don't know what all these people got a problem with. I mean, it's, they're going. They're going to have some food. They're 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 going to have a good time in nature. 
I mean, what could be more wholesome than that? Yeah, and and saying, you know, if you need a place to stay or whatever, you know, send me a DM, you know, and I will give you a place to stay and help you get access to poutine. (laughs) Or whatever. (laughs) Oh, and completely sideways to that. You guys heard that various reproductive centers, i.e. places like Planned Parenthood, have been getting inundated with requests for male snippin' clips? What's that? Uh, vasectomies. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, male snippin' clips, it sounds like somebody's sending coupons through the mail. It it kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah. I did not but mean I to think make that it sound like that. But I think it's really great that men are willing to step up and do that. Absolutely. But at the same time, you know how funny they don't have to ask anybody's permission. Uh, so what there's been some reports now, granted, you're right in that they don't have to jump through all the hoops that a lot of women have gone, have been forced to go through. But there have definitely been an increase in doctors going, well, you sure you want to get you tied because, you know, you might decide to have kids later. That stuff that they do to the women, they're starting to do to the guys now. Uh, there is an uptick in that. And it's probably going to be a continued pattern as time goes mm-hmm. by. Yeah, I can see that being banned. Yeah, it's nowhere near the level of invasiveness that a woman goes through in trying to convince a woman not to get her tubes tied. But it is starting down the same fucking path. Okay? Yeah. And that is a sign of things to come. Yeah. The entire goal... Sorry? You know, the, the entire goal of all this is to have a complacent, unquestioning productive because you know to keep the profit margins going up we need uh, more babies have an ever increasing population Uh, that's basically the goal (laughs) so mother of yeah it is wait a minute if the goal of this whole thing has been to push forward for any and every possible pregnancy. This, correct me if I'm wrong, Bridget, isn't this effectively just bringing the quiverful movement to the nation? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my fuck. I hadn't even considered that until literally seconds ago. Yeah, and most people, even after being told that, will reject the idea as absurd that it can't happen, it'll never happen. Meanwhile, they'll continue to vote for whoever, you know, says all the things that they want to hear because of fear, uncertainty, and doubt, FUD. And, you know, that's it. You know, they'll walk right into it, not giving a Yeah, not giving a damn. It's like, it's like I always say, you know, we try to expose the hypocrisy, try to tell these people they're voting against their own interests. But, you know, I, you know, cognitive dissonance requires cognition. 
I do need more peasants. That's it. Yeah. We're yeah. going medieval, guys. Yep, we are going me- medieval. Very much so. I can't believe this is this- the first time I can literally remember literally feeling the hair on the back of my neck stand up when this finally connected for me. You're late to the party, Shujin. <laughs> You're right. I've had so many other things. I I have... Well, but at the same time, as, as Tex said earlier, um, the non-believing part of the population is on the increase. I mean, this is really a last-ditch last attempt to take over. And, well, if it doesn't go through, um, well, things no, are going to change. Last ditch. This is not last ditch. They're going to keep trying. They're going to do like exactly what the oil companies do uh, in, in the U S okay. They're going to keep pressing until they get what they want. Case in point, liquid propane gas. I know that sounds weird. Uh, but LP gas, right? There was a place in Maryland where they wanted to set up essentially a, a center, a shipping uh, harbor of sorts, where I'm guessing, if I remember correctly, they're bottling and shipping and processing LP gas, and they've got trucks and, and of course, ships. Now, originally, when they proposed to go in, they talked about all the jobs they were going to make. They were going to expand the roads and a bunch of other shit. <clears throat> the people got together and they said, no, we don't want it. The politicians had no choice but to say, sorry, the general public doesn't want it. Sayonara. So what happened? They came in. They did the same thing. But instead of advertising everything, they did everything quietly with the politicians on the back end. Got it passed through. And suddenly they're doing road construction. They're putting up signs that, hey, you can't come onto this property. You can't come over here. They've got shipping stuff going on. And now there's a LP plant where people didn't want one. And when the people raised up in arms, the politicians went, well, we told you about it. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They told them about it the first time. And tell them about it at the later attempts. And that's what's going to happen here. Because this is what continues to happen with the GOP, as well as the Democrats, that let this shit happen. And that is, if it doesn't get through the first time, they're going to try again. And they're going to try again. And they're going to wait till you're yeah. distracted. <laughs> and then they're going to pass it. Yeah, if, they do, if the front door doesn't work, then they, they go yeah. around the back. What we need is laws where if we say no, no means no. Oh, wait. Hmm. Go figure. And re- let me remind you that most of this Roe versus Wade, it's completely against the the will of the uh Yeah. Yeah. The the populace. Yep. Pew Sondage uh Sondage. Um um uh, Pew uh Pew Pew uh, Pew Research. Uh, yeah, research. Um but oh, what do you call that? <laughs> oh, when they go around with the questionnaire. Um, but anyways, Pew Research, yeah, polling. And the polls show that, uh, well, whatever they're doing now is just completely against uh, the majority of Americans. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck democracy. Yep. Yeah. Democracy is essentially dead at this point. 
I am, yep. com- I am convinced of that. Uh, I mean, still get out and vote. Try to make the change happen. Do your best to do it. But you need to be prepared for some bad shit going down soon. Yep. But don't give up. I mean, I mean fight till the end. Fight a little bit more. But when you can't fight anymore, I understand. Not everybody could go on strike when Roe v. Wade was overturned. Not everybody could, you know, as as much as I would love to see, would have loved to seen every single woman in this country and every single man supportive of the of women in this country going on strike because Roe v. Wade was overturned. It's not realistic. It's not because they got us by the brass balls. You know, they've got us with health insurance that if we use it, we go bankrupt. But if we don't have it, we go bankrupt. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. You know, our housing's going up. You know, Why? This is, this is the question people should be asking. Yeah, why? Is- and the reason w- why is because they have been voting in people who don't give a fuck about them. They say they do. They say the things they want to hear. First, they scare them. Then they tell them, if you vote for me, everything's going to be all right. And that's it. And then the people who do actually want to do something good can't actually seem to get the damn shit together and focus on one thing at a time. And make positive change one change at a time. Now, it's got to be my thing or nothing. They have done a very good job of pitting ourselves against each other. When a labor party can't get their shit together and do any kind of collective bargaining, they lose every single time. And for those of you who are not making upwards of $100 a year, guess what? You're part of the labor party, just like me, just like the poor person who can't afford a house, just like somebody who can't afford health insurance, just like somebody who has health insurance but can't use it. And even the person who's making, you know, half a million a year, you're all in the same boat regardless of what you think of each other. You're all in the same boat because none of you, not even the person making half a million a year or even one million, can affect legislative change. Oh, not well, not in this country. Not not with your money is what I mean. You can't buy the change. Oh to yeah. Buy change. You have to be making like half a billion a year or more. Then you can start buying the votes out of politicians. Well, yeah. and I want to tell people that when the politicians tell you that they're going to do something, and I'm not talking about you know promising good things to happen and things like that, but when they tell you that they're going to do some bad shit. Listen to them. They're telling you right now that if the GOP is back in power, that they are going to ban abortion nationwide. They will do that. They're saying that they will come after Medicare and Social Security. Believe them. And old Judge Tom had gone ahead and said to somebody, the liberals made my life hell for 41 years, so I'm going to do it back to them for 41 years. Or whatever the hell the number was. It was 40-some-odd years. doesn't matter. Yeah, Uncle Tom is so so uh, so hell-bent on stupidity. He's 
willing to take the whole country down with them. How, seriously? How is nobody, I'm not advocating for it, but I seriously question how no one has taken a shot at him yet. Or anyone like him. I'm not saying go do it. I'm just perplexed it hasn't happened. They're too busy shooting doctors. They're too busy shooting people reading stories to kids. They're too busy shooting people. You know, if Mr. Rogers was alive today advocating for calm and acceptance of others, somebody would firebomb his house. That's the reality we're currently living in. Now, I can't remember who it was it was somebody that's a lawmaker you know in government and and i'm just i'm so tired i can't remember the name of who it was but they openly said on twitter that plessy versus ferguson needs to be repealed and brown versus board of education needs to be repealed they want to bring back segregation but to openly say that as someone who is holding office now why do they want to you know that's so. I, I forget who said it earlier, but pitting us against one against each other. It's disgusting. Bringing back, but bring, bringing back seg- segregation is a perfect road to that. Well, I mean, this, this you know this goes along with the white militia, the white supremacists, the white nationalists, the Christian white nationalists. They want a white theocracy here, and they're openly saying so. And they'll never get it. So it's the eternal war. It's perfect. And that They're way, getting it. They are getting it. And then that way, the, the, the attention will be distracted from the people who are really causing the problems, who are the, uh, quote-unquote, uh, well, top of the food chain. But they are getting it. That's my point. This is happening as we watch. I'm not saying the contrary. But I'm saying that 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 movement is there. It serves a purpose, but not the one that's immediately evident. They want, you know, a white only, you know, uh, it, what am I trying to say? They, they want a white supremacist authoritarian country, and they are putting people in office that are getting it done. They want. Yep. A 1950s whitewashed picket fence. Every out, every other is on the outside as a supporting character pushing a broom because then they get to be the ones in charge. Yep. I would dial it back before then, Shijin. They want plantations. No, they want it. Well, practically, yeah. They want a, they want a productive, complacent society You've, that'll continue to purpose, uh, produce and um, you know kick, kick up all the benefits towards the top. You forgot dumb in that list. Yeah. Well, there's but, a difference between them. Yeah. I, I think it's more started, to do This with, all started when they stopped teaching civics in high school. No, oh god. No. No, it's not that. It's it's it, no no that, I mean the that, downward spiral no, is no. when they started making kids not understand what their rights and responsibilities as a citizen as a natural born citizen of the United States was. That's when it really started to fail us. 
because I think it has it's more to do with um that's my opinion it's, anyway it's not stupidity it's more accountability because if you're going to be responsible for yourself you're going to think for yourself but if you let somebody else do it all for you um well one you become dependent on them and two um well you don't have any ability to reason actually we're coming up to the. You're top. just gonna continue to toe the line that um, to obey the real uh, the rules that uh, quote unquote allow you to survive. I was about to say and, we're coming up to the top of the hour, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wrap up over here. Um, I, fortunately enough, I'm I'm doing okay for the moment. I haven't fallen asleep just yet. Um, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, by the way, uh, Josh Rocks saying, I love these shows. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, and Stephanie also pointed out, uh, no, Shujin, they want the 18th century back. Uh, exactly. Oh. I don't well, know that I can argue with that. 18th century? Um, you sure about that? Yes. That was, that was actually good times. Yeah, they for the landowners. The for the landowners, no, it was they want they want to abolish child labor laws here. Oh, they want to like. they want to get rid of schools altogether. So the only option for kids is to work. Oh, that's nineteenth century. Yeah, they they're actually they trying to make want. it so that fourteen year olds can go to work at McDonald's now. They want to actually abolish minimum wage and say, oh, just let the market support whatever the market's willing to pay. Well, unrestricted, unregulated capitalism, the minimum pay is zero dollars. Uh, real, But given the way greed works, they'd find a way to turn that into negative dollars. All that greed, not capitalism. No, no. It's capitalism is inherently greedy. For yeah. capitalism to grow, people have to suffer. You have to have some minor regulation of capitalism to prevent it from spiraling out of control. We are spiraling out of control because they're slowly but surely removing the regulations yeah. in this country. No, but every, every society needs, like even for murder, we've got checks and balances. We've got, <clears throat> we, we decide what's bad for society. And make laws that prohibit it. Supposed but to. First, we first we have to we have to determine that so what's going on is bad for society, and nobody's doing it. Well, our checks and balances have been removed. Yep. Yep. And and what the worst part is that you know <clears throat> people don't want to put laws in place that prohibit uh, you know price gouging and shit like that. Because a good lot of the population, they want to be that guy who's at the top of the food chain. Or that they're, you know, they, that SCOTUS said, eh, EPA needs to go. You know, who cares about any kind of environmental regulations? Poof. I really get the impression that for a good lot of the population, a good lot of the human population, and not just in the U.S., but, uh, I mean, for most people, if it doesn't happen to them, it doesn't exist. 
Yeah. I mean, hell, look what's happening in the rail over in Europe. You know, they're, they're on protest. They're on strike because the, the government's trying to take away stuff from them. But luckily, the union members know what to do. They know when to unionize. They know when to strike. And, you know, they're going on air and television making the case so the public understands why this is going on. If this should happen here in the U.S., the public would just say, eh, fuck it. I'll take the car and let them fall, not caring about them. You know? We, we're really going to have to wrap up over here. But, uh, Joseph, I'm going to, I'm going to, give you the opportunity to, to respond to this one as, uh, as, as a close-up. Uh, Stephanie had also uh, just pointed out for you specifically, take another look at the 18th century. In the 19th century, they brought in child labor law, abolished slavery, brought in factory safety laws. And if memory serves, yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right. What's the end of the 19th century? Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm thinking London in like 1840. Jesus. Those yep. kids working in factories that were yeah. like six years old. As soon as they, they, they're, they're large enough to, to hold a loom, um, a spindle, um, they were in the factories. I for nothing. Not, I would not be surprised if we ended up having to have workhouses here too, like what they had in the UK. And if memory serves, Kids as young as what would otherwise be grade schoolers now here in the U.S. were allowed to start working in coal mines, dropping yep. dead in their 20s from black lung. But That's hey, what's, freedom. what's <laughs> child labor laws to, to everybody else, right? Was there anything else that you wanted to add to that, Joe? Nope, nope, I'm okay. Okay. Tech, um, briefly, only because I know full there's just so damn much. Get out, vote in the primaries, find the people that you think are actually going to be effective and get them into office as quickly as you can. Um, it might be too little too late at this point. I certainly am starting to feel that way. Um, do what you can. Not everybody's in a situation to do uh, good, uh, but maybe you can help out one of your coworkers. You know, maybe you can help out one of your neighbors or something. Try to outweigh the bad with doing a little bit of good here and a little bit there. It all adds up. Um, write a letter to your politicians, the ones you voted for. Write them and tell them that their behavior is unacceptable. Tell them to act. Tell them to act accordingly. Um, and tell them if they don't, you're going to do everything in your power to make sure that they never return to office again. Tell, Show them where the line is. Draw it in the sand now. It's not a bad one. And Bridget, what you got left? I don't even know anymore. Sleep. What's that? Yeah, I apologize. I was trying to find 
I don't remember if I've got this uh, saved somewhere. I, I know that I do. It's just a question of where the hell I've got it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end with this. Doesn't matter what the press says. Doesn't matter what the politicians or the mobs say. Doesn't matter if the whole country decides that something wrong is something right. This nation was founded on one principle above all else, the requirement that we stand up for what we believe, no matter the odds or the consequences. When the mob and the press and the whole world tell you to move, your job is to plant yourself like a tree next to the river of truth and tell the whole world, no, you move. We can, take, we can take inspiration from wherever the hell we want to. Doesn't matter what the source is. What matters is the intent. This was from a comic book. And it's one of the things that really means a lot to a lot of people, that line, that, that, that statement. The short version of it was, it was Captain America and Spider-Man talking to each other. And, and Spider-Man really, you know, wanted to find out how, how does Cap deal with it all? Because, you know, they, they think he's a criminal at this point in the storyline. And I, and I, and I love it that, uh, Spider-Man takes off his, uh, takes off his, uh, his, uh, hood. And it's just like, oh, come on, come on, Grandpa Steve, tell us a story. Because, you know, it's, it's the way he acts. And Captain America basically says, look, I take it because I have to. Because it's my duty. Because it's who we are supposed to be. We can be that. There's one good part about going numb from all the stuff that's been on the news. You can literally walk into the fire at this point and just be consequences be damned, because I'm not going to feel it. Maybe there's a bright side to every dark. With that, we're going to go ahead and call it a night. Everybody, as always, thank you very much for being with us. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our endeavors all of our perspectives, and you got something to think about for the weeks ahead. Over in the live chat, Stephanie, glad you're able to make it. You have a you have a good, safe, healthy morning ahead of you. And Josh, thanks very much for joining us. We appreciate it. Joseph, well, it's time for you to go ahead and uh, find how much how much grinding you have to do for for coffee this morning. I assume. Oh, that was already done at five o'clock, sir. Smart man. I'm going to go prepare castle poutine. <laughs> you do that. But thank you very kindly. And you have yourself again a safe, healthy week ahead, huh? Yeah, you too, sir. And you all. Tech, I don't think that I need to say too much about it, but um, 
I also hope you have a safe, healthy week ahead, especially with the shitstorm that is going to be the news cycle for the next week. Hmm. Uh, well, yeah, it's going to be a shitstorm, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Well, uh, at least I have one day where I can distract myself by trying to help the dog and cats uh, tackle the big boom-booms. Yeah. Mm. That's a good point there. But good luck that'll that. be a distraction for a few hours. <laughs> hey, who knows? Maybe you can find out they actually like whiskey and they can sleep it off. God, don't give your dogs alcohol, please. Well. Or your cats. Well. Yeah. Cats tend to be assholes, so you can you can you can go ahead and do that. My cats are freaking princesses. I'll take your word on that. You have a good week though, man. Yeah, you too, man. Bridget, who are we taking aim at this week? Mitch McConnell. Always you a piece good standby. Of bastard. Uh hold on. Let me turn down my volume. I don't think it's going to help. Just with his fuckery with yeah, Obama's go to speak and what he has pulled. Go fuck yourself. That's a good one. That's a good one right there. I'm I'm on board with you. I am also going to add on to that every last son of a bitch that started slinging, sling arrows and mud at this 20 some odd young lady who was working directly in the White House that has suddenly been relegated from a staff member, prominent staff member to I don't know who they are. They might have gotten coffee for somebody at some point. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know them. But I've heard bad things about them. But I don't know. You all can go fuck yourselves, too. But that's a whole other thing. In any case, again, everybody, thank you for being with us. If you'd like to be in touch with us, all of our contact information is over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. The audio version of the podcast, you can subscribe over there as well. The voice line, if you'd like to leave a message, is 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. And we'll be looking forward to seeing you again next week. It's going to be difficult in the months ahead. We know, we recognize that, but we will continue to do our best to be here for you. If you need a voice, if you need somebody to talk to, if you need just to, just to have an open mic that you can hear people just whatever, please remember we do have a Discord server. If you need somebody, just put an at everyone and I need a voice. We'll do our best to be there for you. We will do our best to be there for you. So until the next time we're together, as always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. My lady, 17 years on, I'm still in love. Matane Fujin. 
I love you. I miss you. Dream with me. And until the next time we're together, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.